on transforming lives. You to be in a body where you can rub arms with people, grow together, and love together. Amen? That's the church. Now, collectively, all the different local places are the universal church. But God wants every individual to become a part of a local church. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. A question that has been asked throughout the ages is, is, is it possible for you to be a Christian and not attend church and not come, be, become a part of a church? Is it possible for you to, to, to live as a Christian and, and don't, <clears throat> excuse me, don't become a part of a church or don't attend worship? And the answer simply is yes, it's possible. But, you being a Christian and not attending church is like a soldier who will not join the army. Or a student who will not go to school. Or a teacher who will not teach. Amen? Or, 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 or a businessman in a deserted area. Amen? That means it's on natural for you to say you are a student and not go to school. Amen? For you to say I'm a Christian and not become a part of a church. It's all natural. Amen? Now, we're in a technology age and nowadays when you put the TV on you have all kind of virtual churches. Amen? You just go on, the, on your TV and you or the internet and you click to this particular website. God wants you to be in a body where you can rub arms with people, grow together, and love together. Amen? That's the church. Now, collectively, all the different local places are the universal church. But God wants every individual to become a part of a local church. Where you can use your gifts and your talents. Where you can serve God. Love somebody. Love sinners. Just like yourself. Amen. And still serve God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so yeah, if you want to, to be a Christian, but you see, the, what I found out is that if you say you love God, you will do what God loves to do. Hello? Amen. Amen. If I love God, I will do what God loves to do. Or what God wants me to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are a Christian or a church person, you need to get engaged. Amen. A Christian who refuses to do what God designed him or her to do will, will have an unfulfilled life with no meaning and purpose. God has designed every one of us to make a significant impact in our generation. God has designed all of us. You see, you were designed to be great. You were designed by God to make a difference. I mean, you're not a statistic. You're not just a number. You were designed, fashion. I mean, uh, 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 um, what's his name? Uh, um, 
Rick Warren book he, in, in one of the, the, the places when he was talking about how special you are. And he said, you, uh, he talks about the eye, the, the eye print, the hand print, the footprint, and all the different prints. And then he said, he said, God made you so special that it is impossible to have an identical person like you. In essence, he said, when God designed you, God broke the moon. You are alone. Special. Even if you are a part of a twin, amen, you are still different from that other person. Because God designed you. My God, He loves you so much. Amen. To take it time to design you special and unique. Amen. No one can be like you. Amen. Now, hearing that, then it means that God must be the center of our lives. Amen. He must be the focus with which we pursue. Amen. Because Daniel said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. I want to dwell in the presence of the Lord. You see, when you are dwelling in the house of the Lord, just like in the natural, when you live in your parents' house, they influence you. They influence your character. They influence your, your values. They influence the friends you, 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 you encounter, you, you interact with. They influence even sometimes the, the school you go to, the, the things that you do, and the purpose for your life. They influence you. David said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God. I want God himself to be the one in my house. My father in his house. I want to be there, right in his presence. So my character can be influenced. My values can be influenced. My, 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 my wealth can be influenced. The things I would do in life will be influenced by Almighty God. God becomes the center of my life and my focus. Amen. Hallelujah. God then becomes the center of my life. The Bible tells us that, that God created all things for his pleasure. In Revelation chapter 4, the Bible tells us that all things were... He said, you are worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and praise because you created all things and for your pleasure they are and they were created. God created all things for His pleasure. Amen? And, and God wants us to bring pleasure to Him. God wants us to fulfill the design with which He has called us. God wants us to be like Him. Amen? So you need, we need then now to understand what happens when we enter God's house. Amen. David said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, right? But what happens when you get in the house? Amen. You see, David did not just say, oh, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord and, and that's it. I'm just there. I mean, I'm just staring around. I'm just enjoying the presence of the Lord. And, you know, I just want to be in the house. No, he said, I want to do certain things. Amen. Read that verse 4. He said, I want to, he said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold, say behold. To behold the beauty of the Lord. To inquire in his temple. Amen. David was saying, I want to come in the house of the Lord, but when I get in the house of the Lord, I want to do some things. Hello. I want to behold the beauty. Now, what is beholding the beauty, amen, of the Lord? What does it mean? 
I mean, I'll give you five different things that you can do, or definition that, we, that, 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 that can help us to, to understand what happens once you enter the house of the Lord. I mean, once you enter the church, five different things that happens to you as an individual. I mean, and collectively, all of us, what happens when you enter the house? The first thing that happens is what Jesus said, I want to behold the beauty. It is not possible for you to come into the house of the Lord and really come to see God and not see Him. Amen? So the first thing that, needs, that we need to understand that when we come to the house of the Lord, we come to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. David said, I want to behold the beauty of the Lord. Amen? Now, what it means is that you come primarily to worship. Amen? Now, let me just use this church as, as an example. Amen? When we come to church on Sunday morning or some of us on Wednesday night, amen, we have some other things that are byproducts of our meeting together. Amen? It is an opportunity for me to meet you. I mean, we just met um, since uh, 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 MM, she just came from, from overseas. She shared that she got married. So we got some information from her concerning what God is doing in her life. Amen? Praise God. Don't, don't, I'm not trying to put you there. Amen? Hallelujah. But, 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 but we got some interest. So that's a byproduct of just coming into the house of the Lord because we get to know each other. We, we mingle with each other. Amen? But the primary reason why I am coming is to worship Him. Hello? If we get that right, everything else will fall in place. The reason why you left home, the reason why you left your sweet bed this morning, the reason why you drove how many miles you drove to come here should be primarily not to see Pastor Obi, but to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to worship Him. That's the reason. I come to worship God. Now, because my purpose is to worship God, I can't blame you if you are here and you're not worshiping God. I came to worship God. Hello? He may come for something else. I know you come to worship God. Amen. Amen. He may come for some other reason. But I came to worship. And all of us should come to worship. So when I am here to worship, I should worship Amen? When you are here to worship, you should worship. Not listen to what is happening, who is saying this, who is wearing this. No, no, no. That's not the primary reason. The primary reason is I've come, I want to see Jesus. I'm here to worship. Oh, good to see you. I love to see you. And I enjoy your company. But you are not the reason why I came. I came to worship. Amen? Now, let me show you what it means to worship. Amen? Hallelujah. Are we going for, oh my God. You see, why, that's why I like to do series. Series is, amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just show you what does it mean when you come here and you say, I came to worship, what it means. Amen? You see, worship is not just something that we just say. Worship is an attitude and it's an act. That's something we do. Amen. When you come here 
to church on Sunday, on Wednesday, on Friday, whatever day you come, you come to worship. And when you say you come to worship, what do you do? Or what should happen? Let me help you. Number one, I believe when you say you worship God, you need to love Him supremely. Say love God. Amen? You need to love Him above everything else. That means... Even if I don't like the way things are going, I came to worship. And I will worship. I won't allow you to stop me from worshiping because I love God. Hello? You are not hearing me. I came to worship. The primary reason why I'm here is to worship. And because I love my God so much, nothing will stand in my way worshiping. This is what Jesus said. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your mind. You should love the Lord our God. Basically what God is saying, if you say you love me, I want everything about you. I want your mind. The way you think, I want it. The way you feel, I want it. The, the, the emotions, I want it. What you do, I want it. I want everything about you. If you say you love me, I want all of you. That means I do not have the right to say somebody made me not to worship. Because if I give myself completely to God, I have nothing back to hold and to quiver over. Hello? Are you hearing me? Are you getting this from me? Are you understanding Am I speaking over your head? Hello? Are you, are you getting it? Amen? That means God is saying, I want everything. Now, in Deuteronomy, there is a, 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 a bloated version of the same voice. I mean, I, I believe Jesus quoted this voice from, from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, God said, Moses, you were saying to Moses, he said, Tell the people, Moses said, you should love the Lord our God with all your might, with all your, um, your soul, with all your strength, with all your heart. And you should teach. Say teach. Say teach. And you should teach your children to do the same. You see, God is saying, I want all of you, but I don't just want you. I want everybody connected to you. You will get it afterwards. Love God! With everything you have. That's why he says. Amen? And teach those who you have influence over to love God. With everything they have. Amen? Now, the easiest way to teach is to demonstrate. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus, help me, 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 Lord. The easiest way to teach is to show. I don't want to go there. It's not in my notes, but let me say this. Sometimes, the reason why our children are not serving God is because we have not been showing. Let me leave it. Hallelujah. So that's, that's one. I said, no, I will just stop to this, this one. I, I can't go, go further. I will just finish with with, with worship, when you come to worship. Amen? Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, 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 
The, the second thing about, about worship, the, the, the Bible says, in, if, you, if you say I came primarily to worship God, then basically what you, it means, it means that you need to trust God completely. So trust Him. Amen? That means you need to trust Him with everything you have. The Bible tells us about the man Noah in, 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 in Hebrews chapter, to, chapter 11 verse 7. It says, Noah believed God. And even though he had not seen rain, even though he was far away from the sea, Noah built an act to the saving of his family. Noah loved God. And Noah believed God. And he trusted God. Amen? Trust means to surrender all to him. When you trust somebody, you do not hold back some things. You give all. God is saying, when you worship me, if you say you worship me, I love you, Lord, I love you. God is saying, no, 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 no. Hey, understand, when you worship me, you need to love me with everything. And you need to make sure that all those who are connected to you love me. Secondly, he said, you should trust me. Even though sometimes you don't understand you see, understanding comes later. Trusting and doing what God wants you to do comes now. Amen? Mary stood in front of the angel Gabriel and said, I'm a virgin. If I have not been with a man before, how is it possible for me to, to have a child? The angel Gabriel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the high will overshadow you and that holy thing that will be born of you shall be called. The son of the Holy the, the, the Most High. She said, let it be done. She did not understand how the Holy Spirit would come. She did not understand what would happen. She did not understand the implications. All she knew that God said it, she believed it. Completely. No reservation. God is saying, if you worship me, I want total surrender. Total surrender. Hello? Total surrender. Last but not the least for worship, and we end here this morning. God is saying, if you worship, if you come to worship me and you 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 say that, that you want to worship me, then I want you to obey me wholeheartedly. I want you to do what I tell you to do. I mean, said to your neighbor, said, do what God tells you to do. That's why He said, He said, I want you to do. What you tell, what I tell you to do. The Bible tells us in, in uh, uh, um, um, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God what? Is and that God is a what? Rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. But the Bible also tells us that, that uh, in John chapter 17, Jesus said, Father, Verse 4, Father, I have glorified you in the work that you have given me to do. And I have finished the work. When Jesus was coming on this earth, God gave him certain things to do. God said it to him. Jesus did it. Amen? You see, God is saying... And Jesus said it this way. He said, he said to his disciples, he said, if you say, I mean, I, I, I'm not, not flattered by you saying, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you. And he said, I'm not flattered by that. I'm flattered 
when you do what I tell you to do. Amen? If you love me, do. To build it, when God spoke to Moses to build the tabernacle, Moses did not know where the money would come from to build the tabernacle. Hello? When God spoke to, to Mary that she was going to have a child and, and he, she was going to bear the Messiah, Mary did not know how the child was going to come. God has spoken to us in this place. And God, you see, God is not waiting for you to understand everything before you start obeying Him. Amen? Obedience cannot be half-hearted. Obedience cannot be almost. Now, think about it. If I say to, to my wife, ah, 90% of the time I'm faithful to you, what do you think she would do? Uh, you don't know, but she kicked me out. Because you cannot be faithful 90% of the time. You're either faithful or you're not. Right? You can't obey God 90% of the time. You either obey or you don't. Amen? And delay obedience is disobedience. Amen? Help me, somebody. I mean, you, you understand the word? Help me. Amen? If, if that's, that's why God, I mean, Paul said, I mean, not Paul, Samuel said to, 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 to Saul. Samuel said to Saul, he said, God spoke to you. God said you should kill all of the Amalekites. Saul brought back some of the, 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 the people. He brought the chief, the choicest sheep. And when Samuel came and Samuel asked him, what have you done? Saul said, we obeyed the Lord fully. And then Samuel said, but wait a minute, how come I hear the bleeding of the sheep? Oh, Samuel Saul said, but well, I mean, we came to worship God. I mean, we brought a sheep to worship God. I mean, in fact, God said we should offer sacrifices of praise. So this is a sacrifice of sheep. So at least we came to worship God. Amen. What did Samuel say to, to, to Saul? To obey is better than sacrifice. To listen is better than the fatness of the man. God wants us to obey instantly. Amen. No, I was, I was, I was praying and singing. An illustration, a recent illustration just came to mind. You remember those of you who were here when we have a new pulpit right now, right? Let me ask you a question. Those of you who were in the service when Pastor Dawson said to me to show this pulpit away. You remember? Okay. How would you have felt? Or how would you, what would be your, your, your concept or your perception about me if we still had the same pulpit here? Hmm? Uh, well, some of you will be so gentle, you will not tell me. And you know, you just would, you, 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 you probably just would just turn, turn your face. And when you see, every time you see that pulpit, you will remember that particular service. Right? Now, what happened that day when he said it? I told the same man who said this. <laughs> I said to him, get rid of it. And I learned that he, Namo, and the rest of the, the youth team, they broke it up, gave karate, taekwondo, they make sure that it was annihilated. So even if I had just thought about coming back the next day, 
to change my mind. I couldn't change my mind because it was gone. That's obedience. You obey and don't turn back. Hello? That's what God wants. Amen? So that's why, we, that's why Jesus said, Jesus was saying to his disciples, yeah, you say you love me, but if you love me, do what you hear me say. Amen? Because Jesus himself, the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. There were times it was difficult to obey, but he obeyed. Amen? You see, not everything, if God would tell you everything that would, would be happy for you to obey, then it's not obedience. There will be some things. It will be difficult. I, I know there are some things that I've tried to obey. And obey that has been, oh my God, my heart, my head, my, my everything in my body was saying no. You know how sometimes your, your children short tantrum? I mean, when you have the roller on the ground. Some, some of the things God told me to do, I roll on the ground when I got up and say, I told you to do it. And I have to do it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to know all the implications, but you obey and take steps. Now, isn't this beautiful? Amen? Beautiful. Amen? Two things happen. One, I obey God. And the implication about this pulpit will be fulfilled. Because it is being fulfilled what God said you would do. But also, I gain the credibility of you because you know that I obey God. When you see this. Right? Hello? Obedience is not just for ourselves. It's for everybody. Amen? That's why God says, if you love me, obey my word. I'm sorry, I have so much more to say. But I have to stop. Amen? I have to stop. I want to, 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 to encourage us. And let me, let me say this before I close this particular session. What the Spirit of God has been dealing with me and the whole aspect of this, this, this teaching is not to spite anybody, not to, to let you know that, oh, you, you're not serving God, you're not doing what, what, what you need to do. No, that's not the reason. What, we, what, what I'm sensing that God is saying is that we need to understand the fullness of who He is and what the church is and the flow. Amen? We need to understand the fullness we need to understand that God loves us so much. But God wants us to be where He is. So that He, God, can train, change, encourage, and minister unto us. That's what He wants. Let's stand to our feet. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. 
Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm -hmm.